0: there good morning it's 17 minutes past two on talk radio let's catch up with john von our man in latin america this morning john hello there buddy Hey, how are you? I'm very well, sir. Yeah, I'm really, really good. Um hey, we have a, a story and a half um out of Colombia. A Colombian mother and three uh, and the three of her children, um pretty young as well, I think 14, 12 and 10, found in Peru, I think, uh 34 days after being reported missing. They've they've lived off seeds and plants and berries. I really want to get your take on this John because you've been through something similar, if not quite so uh intense something quite similar famously uh, we'll come to that in a, in a minute but I think we should start with the news that um that, that's breaking in a sense and has done over the last couple of hours this is the body of somebody that we have had a conversation about before John the renowned environmental activist who went missing has been found in a well in central Mexico uh two weeks later
1: yeah sadly that's that's the case um and i i, I wish I could say that this wasn't standard cartel modus operandi in terms of um, dumping bodies in wells, but that's that 's essentially fairly powerful of the course so even though we don 't know for sure that that's what uh, what 's taken place um, essentially that 's what was suspected all along and essentially I guess now um, everybody 's worst fears have have come to pass in the sense that it appears as though there was uh, as we spoke about on your show uh, last week that there was conflict between almost certainly illegal logging that was taking place in the western state of Michoacan in in Mexico, and then this butterfly reserve um, that this uh, this environmentalist was looking after. So he obviously got caught in the crosshairs of what the cartel was um, was essentially harvesting in terms of wood and illegal felling of wood for for export. And uh, the same thing happened to him as has happened to sadly hundreds of thousands of others over the course of the last ten year period since the war of drugs. Uh, war on drugs started in in and around 2006, um, and he's been he's been
0: found dead. And it's you know this this really d- drives into how um, ruthless they will be with people who who circle around not not just the the war on drugs and not just their um, their illegal activities in that field, but also the other ways in which they make money as well. I mean there is really there is n- nothing's off the table here, is it, John? Clearly
1: no it really isn't I, I i'm going to give you an example which perhaps was the most um telling situation which alerted me to the um to the sheer power and to the scale of the power that the cartels have which took place probably about 10 years ago now um and i remember at the time it was related to the Beltrán Leyva um cartel that was operating south of Mexico City in in Guanajuato and the marines the mexican marines had gone in to try and and take out it was during the the kind of the they're cutting the head off a snake, so sort of policy where they were trying to take out, as they still are, you know, the main kingpins out, which obviously just causes more, more violence like take place, but by the by. So one night they tried to go in and, and to get him, but they couldn't because he was having dinner with the most senior general in the, in the, in the country. So they waited for 24 hours, then went in and there was a firefight. He got killed, various other, various Marines got killed, and on the, on one of the photographs of one of the newspapers the next day, the Marines had all had face masks on, face masks on but one of the guys uh, uh, appeared in one of the photographs and had his face recognized and within 24 hours the cartel had signed his entire family um, and take them out. So imagine that the level of um, of power that you have to have in a state controlled way to be able to just from the, from somebody's photograph in a newspaper to work out who that person is and where their entire family are. And that just immediately sort of said to me
0: the, 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 the scale of what you're dealing with here. Blimey. It's quite incredible, isn't it? Um, in this case as well, John, 53 local police officers were detained and, and, and questioned. Um, what do we know came of that?
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's ongoing, and, and, and as with, it, with what we were saying before, like, it's difficult for us to know exactly, and this thing can, this can play out over months and months, if not, if not years. I mean, maybe they were involved, maybe they weren't involved, maybe they've been fitted up for it. The fact is that local police, local law enforcement in in and around this context, I mean, the cartels is not just, say, you know, the bad guys that work directly for the cartels. They obviously uh, suborn and co-opt anybody that they can in order to do their bidding, which can be, you know, in terms of threatened violence or it can be in terms of uh, finance and stuff. And local law enforcement... Are the people on the ground who they can most easily because of poor education, poor pay, etc, um corrupt. So it's really no great surprise that 53 police officers have been um, arrested and and accused of being involved in um, in in what took place and they were arrested almost immediately. I mean within hours of this um, of this conservationist going missing, these guys were were arrested. Um, so you know again it's it's how far the tentacles spread and, and I would say it's not a question of where the tentacles spread, it's, it's the question is where do the tentacles not spread, because I, I don't see that there is any significant industry um, that exists here which essentially is not in hock to the cartels in some way, in some way, shape or form. I mean, mm. how could they not be, really?
0: Mm. And, and, and with that in mind, John, how clear a picture are we likely to get of what actually happened to this guy?
1: Um, I mean, I'd say almost, you know, no clarity whatsoever. Uh you, you may remember about three or four years ago now, the students in Guerrero, the Ayotzinapa 43, uh, were were disappeared. And that's been a major international incident. The current president has set up an inquiry into that. The UN has got involved. I mean, it's about as as investigated a situation as you could possibly have and there's no clarity with those 43 so i very much doubt that we're going to get any clarity whatsoever as regards this particular individual sadly
0: okay Uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on it all the same john um to peru as well uh briefly if we can because uh the once influential influential conservative popular force party in that part of the world has had a, a pretty crushing defeat in some uh congressional elections in the last couple of days john
1: yeah they have there's a bit of a backstory to to this which is worth um which is worth citing so about three years ago there was a president called pablo kaczynski um who was essentially um i guess kind of accused of of vote buying um during a series of elections and this took place with the with the opposition with uh uh, with the popular force party that was run by uh, headed up by keiko fujimori daughter of alberto fujimori one of um, Peru's longest standing president, who himself is now doing 25 years in, in prison for, for corruption offenses. And also worth saying that if you take a poll of, um, all of Peru's pr- presidents over the course of the last 30 years, there's only one that is not in prison, currently indicted, in prison for corruption offenses, currently indicted for corruption offenses, or has not committed suicide prior to being indicted for corruption offences. So mm. this exists on both sides of the fence and is absolutely, absolutely endemic. So this guy, Pablo Kaczynski, threatened with being indicted, basically kind of resigned, and his deputy, Martin Vizcarra, who's currently the president, suddenly, through no intention of his own, became president and w- and was kind of inherited this, you know, this unholy... Situation that he did not want to to inherit, and basically, um, you know, power to his elbow said we're going to genuinely try and deal with corruption, um, but he was massively opposed by the Popular Force uh, Party that blocked him every step of the way, and so a few months ago, he basically disbanded um, the Senate, disbanded you know the equivalent of of parliament, and it seems as though the Peruvian uh, voting majority recognised that it was the opposition, the Popular Force Party, that was kind of blocking. Um, these movements on the part of Viscarra, and they voted massively against them um, at the polling booth. And at the same time, Keiko Fujimori once again has been taken into pre-trial detention as of a couple of days ago uh, for another 18-month period prior to being prior to being tried. So this is again an ongoing, on-running saga in terms of politicians coming in and out of jail for uh real or supposed corruption offenses i mean obviously when they're accused they'll say oh it's a political situation you know i'm being fitted up for this but then you know the fact that it exists to the sheer scale and level that it does mm. suggests that there is something endemic in in the situation and in the in the structures
0: mm. there's a general election next year as well isn't there um john that um as you mentioned that 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 i mean the, the, the people of that part of the world must just be uh the, the contempt for politics in that part of the world must be uh must be really deep-rooted
1: oh it it, it really is absolutely and i mean like in, in guatemala for example recently jama day um has just come to to power the, the, the president there but there was very much voting for you know last man standing i think he got 20% of the, of the population voted for for him and, and, and essentially um, everybody is. I really sadly, but most of the political class in and across Latin America get involved in politics or pursue politics in order to feather their own, in order to feather their own nest. They are people who have already have power and, and control and vested interest and winning at the ballot box On power and control. uh, I mean, it's actually almost remarkable. You could say that there are as many cases that go against uh, the politicians as there are, because um, I guess the one thing that you could say is at least the judiciary still stands up and, and takes people to task for these
0: situations yeah exactly um, okay let's go to Colombia uh, if we can and uh, and uh, well uh, uh, Peru as well actually I think because a Colombian mother and her three children as we were saying earlier on have been found uh, 34 days after being report- after uh, uh, being uh, reported missing uh, near the Peru Colombian border um, this is incredible they've, they've lived for all this time on uh, seeds plants and berries just take us back to the start on this one John um, where did they go missing from and, and why
1: so they were essentially they, they crossed the border to visit some relatives, so between Colombia and peru and then whilst crossing back over the border um to meet her husband with uh, with the kids she essentially she said she got uh, disoriented and and got lost and then her husband um, alerted the authorities. It may seem strange, but it's worth saying that there are um, indigenous communities right uh, um, across the Americas that don 't live in one country or another that live in a kind of cross border space so it 's very common for them to go backwards and forwards across these um, across these areas and the the, the putumayo river, which is uh, where this lady and her kids as you say 14 12 and and 10 got got lost is, is a major artery which is also the border between colombia and, and and peru is, and is one of the the amazon's main main tributaries so what seems to have happened is that she got disoriented and then basically disappeared and then started walking through the amazon jungle and then emerged 180 kilometers um further south 34 days later obviously as you can imagine covered in bites cuts um, stings, all those kinds of things. I mean, just absolutely amazing that, that they managed to do so. I guess, um, you could say that, you know, it wasn't like they were, um, they'd never been to the area before or anything like that. So obviously they, you know, they, they recognized foods that they could eat, um, and, and, and the like, but still, you know, nonetheless, can you imagine, can you imagine a few days in the jungle just by yourself without kids, let alone 34 days? Yeah. With three pre- I mean, it's absolutely amazing that, uh, yeah, they managed to to emerge in a really, uh, you know, great
0: positive story. Yeah. Now, this is something that you can speak to with some experience, uh, John, uh, because you yourself um, had a, a, perhaps not quite as intense by your own admission, but uh, but a similar experience, I suppose, when when you got lost after a a boat that you were on capsized in the Mexican jungle.
1: Yeah, about three years ago now. I, I, mine was seven days. So there were four of us and it was seven days and we were, we were lost in the, yeah, in the Mexican jungle, southern jungle for that, for that period until finally a couple of guys came to rescue us. Um, it was good that it, they were looking for us and that uh, it all turned out alright because when they turned up and we saw them coming up the river, there were two guys in a boat with guns. So we weren't entirely sure which way it was going to, which way it was going to play out, yes. but luckily they were in fact, um, looking for us. We, we, uh, survived basically off uh, small fish that we could capture in a in a mosquito net, and we were sat on top of a fairly, you know, safe tree um, that was on on a river. So essentially, it was just about us staying there and waiting and holding out until until people came to look for us because there was no way we were getting out of that of that spot at all. I mean, we were right smack bang in the middle of of the jungle and it was completely impenetrable. I mean, it was taking us, uh, you know, sort of ten minutes to walk. 10 yards and um, wow. you like it was up and down flooded yeah. all over the place but, there, uh, but yeah, not 34 days
0: there, there is an instinct though is there not to, to, to want to move and to want to try and get yourself out of there that is that sort of like that fight for survival uh kicks in as opposed to doing the sensible thing and just staying in there
1: yeah, and it was a constant discussion for us. I mean, I guess the thing about this, this lady and her kids is there probably wasn't much, you know, backwards and forwards in terms of discussion as to what do we do, et cetera. She was probably just, you know, kept walking and she had to make all the decisions for, for herself. With, with my situation, there was four of us and we, you know, we sat down and, and talked everything through. For the first two days, we were literally walking through the jungle, um, because we didn't know where we were. And then finally, once we found a clearing and a, you know, what we regarded to be a safe spot, we knew that to go back into the jungle was the most, perilous situation we could undertake yet again because of what we'd seen uh, in those spaces as well so we basically decided to to stay put i think if if, it, if ours had gone on for longer i think people would st- would have started to have s- said you know we can't you know we can't survive much longer than this we need to move before we get weak and so on so we were definitely lucky that on the on the seventh day people found us because obviously the crisis would have would have built up over time and then you would have begun to we would have begun to question our own decisions um you know and our I guess, in our logic, the longer that, you know, we woke up for every day that we woke up and nobody came, yeah. then I guess the the questions would have yeah. would have multiplied.
0: Well, well, you talk about this so calmly, and I know there's a passage of time uh, in play, John, and I'm sure you've told this story a million times, but you, you talk about it uh, with so much logic, but it must have been emotionally traumatic for you. Um, I think
1: afterwards I, I noticed um, probably weeks and months afterwards that in fairly simple situations, because I've carried on, being in these remote spaces so that i would feel um like tension worry about really normal situations you know worrying that that things may may take a turn again because this wasn't a situation in which we remotely expected it all to to wrong to go wrong by any by any stretch stretch of the imagination so i guess it was you know what you would regard as being something akin to a ptsd sort of situation which affected me for, for a little while during what was the experience itself i was really proud of the four of us that you know no moment did we did we lose it? We always spoke rationally about what it was that we had to we had to do and and we lost absolutely everything I mean I was in my underwear for a week like i I lost everything else <coughs> i was um so you know in terms of resources and things that we had to be able to to make things work, we really had very little um to get through but but yeah we just you know kept trying to make the the correct decisions with with the little that we had um mm. and 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 push through i mean i guess you know what else can you do in that kind of in that kind of context i think we were clear that um we we could only you know there were certain things that we had control over and a lot of things that we didn't have control over so it was really important for us just to to try and control the very small we were that we were on top of and to hold it and to hold it together um which you know thankfully we we did did you at any point think this is it
0: this is it we are we're done.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you know, there's long nights. Obviously, you don't sleep because of the insects and and stuff. And I was saying, you know, I was basically naked, so there was a lot of insect stuff happening all over my body. So it's not as though and I was up a tree. So it wasn't as though you could sleep particularly. And, of course, the demons, you know, come into your brain at that particular point in time and they multiply and then you just try and control them as as best you can. But then whatever came into my mind, I wasn't about to share it with the others uh, because obviously that would have, you know, multiplied difficulty and caused more more issues in the group so just just kind of tried to put a lid on it and then woke up the next morning and kept ourselves busy try to catch fish try to listen up you know potential um sounds that we might that we might hear etc and just Mm -hmm. trying to try to keep going and um and keep active again in terms of the little things that we could do in terms of food drink staying healthy you know not having exposure um we had a whistle so we would take uh, again the whistle was one of the few things that we were left with so we would take it in turns to blow the whistle every 15 minutes so we kind of had a rotor between ourselves so those kinds of little you know areas of organization i guess almost like a built society that we that we undertook at that at that point just really helped us to get through the the 15 minute period the 30 minute period the two hours into the evening um etc and that's kind of how we how we negotiated it really what story have you written a book on that john
0: no, I haven't. Maybe one day. Maybe so one should, day. Now. You should, I think. I think that'd be great. I mean, you speak so well about it and uh, and it's such an incredible life experience to share. I think that you should. John, it's been a real pleasure my friend as ever. Thank you so much. We'll um, we'll do it again. Take it out. Thank you mate. John Bonfiglio in Mexico for us this morning in Latin America.
1: Alongside Latin America Correspondent, if you want to follow the US election cycle or any other international election cycle, which may be of interest, we also take requests on Spotify. We're also on... I've forgotten it. What is it? Uh, Dropbox. No, not Dropbox. On Spotify. On Spotify. Oh, are we on Dropbox as well? Are we? Or is
0: it SoundCloud?
1: Wait, no. Spotify. Look, just forget all that stuff. Just Spotify. Follow Speakeasy Politics on Spotify. Say the name again. How hard can it be? Say the name again. Bye.